Welcome back. Wonderful to have you all back with us. And I'm so excited about one of my favorite people, uh, my very, very, very first coach of Eight to Great, who, so we've only been friends for 20, five, six, seven years. Who knows? Nine. But, yeah, nine. Is it really? 29. 29 years. That is so cool. Teresa R. Getman. So welcome, dear heart. Thank you, MK, for having me. I'm oh. so honored. Oh, it's going to be so fun today. So we are going to be talking about the key to freedom. Yeah, stay tuned. We're going to be talking about uh, um, something so powerful that originally it was actually my first highway. And uh, then I realized that it was so powerful and so challenging to how pe most people think that I better not start with it. <laughs> so that's why. <laughs> yeah, you've already heard about Get the Picture, right? We've had a, a podcast on that and how uh, we talk more about dreams than our goals. And we've talked about risk with Kathy. That was such a fun, fun show last time. And then this one is, again, Highway 3, Full Responsibility, which I know sounds like a burden, but you will see the key to freedom that it is as soon as we get into that with Teresa. But first of all, of course, I have to start with my three gratitudes for today. So here we grow. First of all, I'm going to say I'm really grateful for the post office. You know, not just that I, I don't even know how much I spend anymore, 42 cents, who knows, but it's a ridiculously small amount of money to get something uh, to my sister in San Diego from here in Florida. So that's amazing. And of course, now we only have the election that's going to be mostly by mail. So wow, God bless the post office. Uh, the second thing I was grateful for yesterday was patient customer service people. Because, you know, with technology now, I'm just not the most technologically um, advanced individual. And so somebody had to just talk me through. And we found out it was the very first thing that I was clicking on that was preventing my success. So I'm so grateful that, uh, I'm trying to think of her name, Elaine was so patient with me. And then last but not least, a dear friend recently taught me that if you go outside and sit, in the morning, uh, right like five minutes before sunrise, it's, it's almost silent. And then as the sunrise comes, the birds like sing in the sunrise. So at first you'll just hear a couple birds and then a few more and then a few more and pretty soon it's this cacophony, it's a symphony of sound. And I'd never done it. And now I'm like addicted to it. So I'm trying to do it as often as possible. But I invite any of you to try that. It's just a a really um, enjoyable way to start a day with or without your cup of coffee in hand. Okay, so grateful, grateful, and again, wow, how do I say how grateful I am for you, Teresa? Um, you know, I, As uh, I am for you. <laughs> one of my one of my comments about Teresa is um, is ten times the the uh, charisma of Oprah, but funnier. Um, so I'm just, uh, I'm, I'm blown away that she was the very first coach of Eight to Great. She um, went through the program and immediately I saw such incredible gifts in her as a speaker and teacher that um, when I couldn't do a talk, she went and did it, or maybe there were talks that she was better suited for than I was. So we both lived in Omaha at the time. 
and she'll tell you a little bit more about that story. But Teresa, I'm going to turn it over to you here, dear one, if you want to tell a little bit of the of the before and after story of uh, sure. of how it to great affected your life, and then uh, and then we'll get sure. teaching the concepts. Once upon a time, <laughs> the year is 1991. I will never forget it. Um, I was uh, in your basement on Poppleton Drive, and I just appreciate that you, I was, I tell people I was so poor I couldn't pay attention, and you allowed <laughs> me to take the course on layaway. I got to come in and pay for once, you know, for four weeks, so I paid four weeks and I was given it, you know, that was, it was, that was a big sacrifice for me. So I was out on faith yeah. and, uh, and, and you did start with full responsibility and I'm so glad we don't do that because <laughs> that's where I almost walked out. And then, um, and then it became, uh, I always tell people it was the worst news and the best news I had ever heard. And um, I, you know, the pleasure and pain of full responsibility is truly accepting your power, um, which means <laughs> if your life isn't everything you want, accept your power in that. And if your life is everything you want, accept your power in that. You can't have it one way or the other. Either you're powerful beyond measure or not at all. And we all know we are powerful beyond measure. Um, so, well, I'm in your basement. We, I get through that highway. Um, you know, you're talking about, and I don't know how in-depth you want me to go. Uh, um, go for it. Go for it. Okay, well, here we go. Um, it was humming along. Great. And then you told us your story about um, winding up in the shelter for domestic violence. And they had some rules. And you were, you know, okay, gung-ho. I'm with the rules. And they are like, um, Mary Kay, this is a safe house. MK, you may not tell anybody where this is. And you're like, that's fine. And I'm like, yeah, that makes sense. You know, I'm listening in. This is a great story. And then you say, and um, the other rule is we are not going to talk about him. MK, we're not going to so much as mention his name. And then you say, well, what? What are we going to talk about? And they said, you, MK, because in this house, we don't believe in adult victims, only volunteers. And I always tell people to take a deep breath there because I stopped breathing. <laughs> and I was like, what? Is she going to try that with us too? And then she turns to us and says, you know, and in this program, taking care of me, we don't believe in adult victims, only volunteers. And I was, I was just floored. And because, you know, what was she saying to me? And if you're guessing that it was wherever you are right now is a, is a culmination of your thoughts and actions and so forth. And I did not like hearing that. Um, it took me about 90 seconds to come around. Um, I was angry. I was so angry. I would have left if my self-esteem wasn't so low and I didn't want to draw attention to myself. <laughs> But um, I stayed, and in the next 30 seconds, the first 30 seconds, I was angry. The second 30 seconds, I was just bewildered. Why would anybody do this? And then it became, the at the end of the next 30 seconds, it was like, oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. She just handed me the key. The key. Just what? If I could create this, 
then that means the sky is the limit. Are you kidding? I can create whatever I can imagine. And I was off from that moment on. I always tell people that's when I realized the difference between the thermostat and the thermometer. I knew at that moment that I would forever be a thermostat because that sets the temperature. Instead of taking the temperature of a room or an atmosphere or a situation, I would be setting the temperature, not for you, not for anybody else, but for me, the temperature for me and my life and what I would allow and, and what I would continue in and situations and things like that. And that was a powerful moment. Oh my gosh. Teresa, you do. I mean, you, you, like when you did the youth program in, in South Haven, right? I mean, you set a standard, you set the thermometer of positivity right. and gratitude and high expectations. And, and people, those, those kids just responded. People will tell you, I mean, be, you know, it's just true. I mean, be careful who you share your dreams with. That's true. <laughs> but people will tell you what you can't do. And I enjoy proving people wrong. There was a shirt I saw that was like, oh, underestimate me. This, this will be interesting. <laughs> you know, <that'll> be <laughs> and so, yeah, I like that because I want everybody to believe that, you know, that, you know, it's not over till it's over. So, yeah, I, we, I ran a youth organization for 18 years and I never wanted, I was a corporate person. That's what I wanted to do. And but I found myself being a single mom and um, I wanted to, as an African-American woman, I wanted to make sure that my children you know, received all the help and the education they could. So when I was helping other children after school with their homework, I realized we needed a homework club. So instead of saying, hey, you need to have a homework club, I'm like, okay, well, we'll create this homework club. And who I my friends from high school would say, you didn't do your own homework. <laughs> <laughs> and that's very true, but I can find somebody who will, <laughs> you know, it's like I knew how to help people. I was, I knew how to find, I'm a, I'm a natural matchmaker, I think. So I know yes, how to find a, a great match, a math student or a great science student, or, you know, if it's English, you're, you know, I just started a homework club and then it evolved from that to K through you know, actually it was K through college because I really trained. I made the young people who worked for me marketable. And I knew nobody wanted, um, the, the, the most, a, a fourth grader, there's nothing more cool than a high schooler to them. So to me, having them as the counselors for, the, for our summer camp, and then it moved into a summer camp. And then it became before school, after school, summer. So we fed them breakfast, lunch, and dinner. And we had three school districts. And, you know, um, you know, I, nobody told, you know, it's like I didn't, never believed it couldn't happen. So it did. I always believed that, you know, hey, we can, we can help as many children as we possibly can. And the other day I was sitting in a coffee shop and a young girl walked by and she said, hey, it's me. And I was like, oh my gosh, look at you I said, you're just such a beautiful young woman. I can't even believe I'm this old. <laughs> and she said, I just want to tell you that your program was one of the, um, a safe haven for me. It was one of the few places I felt safe. And I'm like, mm -hmm. you know, if you want to bring somebody to tears, you know, and then you hear that a couple of times and, 
And it's like, okay, you know, it wasn't for, I, there was a purpose for that. Yeah. There was a purpose. I brought home $12,800 a year and my board would say, boy, we really need to pay you more. I said, yeah, that would be nice. <laughs> but at this point, you know, and, and I think really, I thank God every day, you know, I went through what I went through because that made me who I am today. Even, I mean, I would be on the, on the ground laying before God saying, I don't know how I'm going to finish this. And then my daughter, I had trained all my kids on eight to grade. So my daughter decided she wanted to go to a school that cost $36,000 a year. Um, you know, she wanted to go to Cornerstone University, a Christian school. And I'm like, well, if you dream it, you know, hey, you know, I was just okay. And how we did it, I look back over checks I wrote that I was like, whew, you know, you know, just going, okay, this is half my paycheck right here. And, and, you know, for the, and she got scholarships. I mean, there were teachers at her graduation that gave her ridiculous gifts, Aww. you know, so it's just um, ridiculously wonderful, you know, <sighs> and so, so yeah, I, my whole family, like I said, it's an eight to great. They were raised on it. So they, that's, that's naturally where she went to dreaming it. And, and I would, couldn't say, you know, stop asking me. They said, you told us to ask for what we want. <laughs> <laughs> that is one of our teachings, isn't it? I said, don't whine about what you don't have. Ask for what you want. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. You know, when I, when I, uh, one of the stories I love telling is Alicia who worked for, uh, no, who was one of your, your kids right that came up through your system one of your she dance came up through that she was she's my daughter my daughter was just in her wedding yes she's came up through the, the program yeah that was so cool and so one day I get a call from this shy young woman who I'd met you know for I don't know three hours I think you you flew me to Michigan and I did a little presentation for them but um for my dance team that's yeah, right that's right yes. yeah. and so she she calls me and, and I said hi Alicia, how are you doing? She goes, hi, I want to work for you. And I said, yeah, um, I really don't have any job openings right now. She goes, yeah, I'm going to work for you. So um, I'm going to move to Omaha. And, and I'm going, excuse me, did she, is there a bad connection here? And I said, yeah, Alicia, we, we really don't, you know, sales. I mean, you can always do sales, but you don't want to move to Omaha for a sales job for something that we've never done sales. And she goes, yeah, yeah, well, we'll work all that out. I just wanted to let you know. I'm moving to Omaha to work for you. And I said, well, okay. And I hung up and I thought, I don't remember her as being insane. But um, anyway, so like two days later, my office assistant uh, gives notice. And I called Alicia and said, can you, can you do office assistant work? She goes, sure. And I don't know, years, years yeah. she was with me. It was such yeah. a, and yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's what you do, Teresa. That is the impact you have. You plus the eight highways, watch out world, right? Um, so great. So speaking of the eight highways, most of our listeners haven't read Eight to Great so or mm -hmm. have taken a class or whatever. So, so review for us just some of the basics of that wonderful highway, if you would. I usually give them that story that I gave is what I usually talk to people about full responsibility being the pain and the pleasure and the pain, the promise, actually it's, you know, after you've gone through it, it's so painful in the beginning, but after you accept your power, the promise of what being fully responsible 
is, is um, freeing and the most powerful um, place you can be. I mean, you know, I think, ask me some questions. MK, well, uh, BC, talk I'm about like, BC to I, AC if you can. Okay, yeah, yeah. Blaming and complaining, you know, I just say before Corona, <laughs> that's what <laughs> we call it now, before Corona, you know, are you acting and dreaming, you know, blaming and complaining, that BC living. And I'll, if you catch yourself, and, and when you work the highways, it's, when you aren't feeling well, you just can stop and go back and go, wait a minute, have I gotten the picture? You know, and my work, Kathy, was gotten the picture or have I done uh, the power pyramid? Have I listened to Patty's, you know, power pyramid or have I done, you know, what Kathy says about risk, you know, and you're going, you know, on and you find yourself. And if I catch myself at full responsibility, I know, are you blaming and complaining? Are you saying they should? Because it was really hard. You know, many times I caught myself yelling at my governor and then I stepped back and I thought if she, you know what, I, I want to treat everybody you know who's in office no matter what position you're in i always i've heard people say you know you've got to earn my respect and i laugh and i tell my kids yeah i don't ever want to hear you say that i said you give respect because of who you are not because of who they are oh i love that that is and beautiful I, that is so that was so important for me. I said, no teacher, no, nobody has to earn your respect. Respect is about you. Mm. I said, um, you know, that, that tells me who you are. You give everybody respect, whether they do or not. So in that, I learned to stop blaming and complaining. Because at this beginning of this, it was like, none of this was on my vision board. And I teach vision board workshops. What am I <laughs> going to tell people now? You know, and it's like, yeah, be still, be quiet. You've been given a place to relax. You can look for the good. If you look hard enough, there is good always in everything. There is a good. Absolutely. And so, well, I, 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 love, I love your comment about respect, dear heart, because I'm trying to think, um, I don't remember if it was Teddy Roosevelt or Franklin Roosevelt. Anyway, one of those presidents was known for respecting every custodian, every cook i mean every single person he met was respected and treated with as much respect as right mm -hmm. the the right the king of or the right. duke of or the whatever and um and i i just i i've never heard that phrase before but it doesn't surprise me that you're going to blow me away with a new teaching and that is respect is more about me than it is you i really love that and i thank you for that so i i just want to review for our listeners just one other little thing that i like to teach about bc to ad so so that basically is our definition of full responsibility is moving from bc to ad and when we're blaming and complaining and saying somebody else should change, of course, what that does is um, it puts us in prison because it's basically <laughs> saying, I can't be happy until you change. So you have the key to my happiness and I'm here in the unhappy prison and I can't get out. So of course we wanna take our power back with AD acting and dreaming. So mm -hmm. the other thing I like to remind people is is the reason to stop blaming and complaining is not because some coach tells you to or tells you you should, but because you're at the bottom of the power pyramid, right? If you're Absolutely. saying, I, I can't be happy until you, you have gone way down to giving all your power away. So you are, you know, not, not necessarily fiving, but very close to fiving 
on that power pyramid. And the only way back up is to say, okay, all right, this isn't good. And you were a perfect example of that, Therese. You, you did act, right? You didn't walk out of that and say, well, I hope lightning strikes in my life gets better. <laughs> yeah, I'll never, no, yeah. you, sent I, me, you sent me a, uh, an ad back in the days of newspaper ads for dating. You okay. sent me that fake ad and said, wanted guy who treats me like dirt, right? I mean, yes. you said, this must be the ad I've been running. It was hysterical. Do you remember yeah. that? I do. And I many times sat down and thought, you need, to, where is that? Because that was priceless. And I, I write stuff and it's gone, you know, because I, <laughs> but I remember saying, and if you're a great guy, don't worry, I'll teach you. I'll train you how to, I remember that part. I will train you how to mistreat me, you know, because that <laughs> truly was where I was in life. Because right, until because you believe better, you're going to, you're going to attract. Right. And exactly that, what. that was with me, right? I didn't believe I deserved, right? Mm -hmm. I was right. so hard on myself and you were hard on yourself at the time. Absolutely. That, that, that was the vibration we were sending out is, you know, wanted somebody who treats me the way I believe I deserve to be treated. And, right. um, and boy, have we changed. We've, we've gotten so much better. <laughs> I love that husband of yours. Dana is I, the best. He's just the best. He is the, he, I will always say he's the nicest man. The only person I know nicer than him is, was his sister, um, who was like, she's amazing, but she recently passed away. But that he really is, I got, I, really married the man of my dreams yeah absolutely. Oh my gosh. absolutely and how long have you been married now we have been married since 2014 I've known him since the year 2000 but we got married we started dating in 2010 yeah he was on her board just for our listeners sake and yeah. um, and that was how they met. So how wonderful. Um, so yeah, so full responsibility, it, as you said, moving from I should, and we say, don't should on yourself, don't should on other people. And we move into, I, instead I could, right? Not I, I love that. Right, right. I love that because I, at this point, you know, I have kids who have dealt with a lot more. I mean, people are like, well, I know people are wondering, how do you feel about that now, Teresa? What do you, what do you think about full responsibility now with everything that's going on? And I, I have not changed my stance one bit. I am fully responsible for me. I am not fully responsible for you. However, I find being in, I could, um, I stay in, I could instead of they should, you know, they should like me or they should not do whatever they're doing, whatever's going on. You know, I don't care which side you're on I'm on I'm trying to stay on the bright side so it's there like um, <laughs> I've been saying that I'm like yeah I, I'm not gonna pick a side I'm gonna you know that. we're not sides we're people we're individuals mm. and I don't want us to forget that so it's like I stay and I could instead of they should um because it, and staying in there doesn't make another person's actions more acceptable less painful for you I, I'm not gonna paint that picture for you what it does do is it gives you a more powerful place to live and that's where things happen when you feel at your most powerful there's nothing powerful about feeling somebody else is responsible for your happiness or you need to make sure these people do this in order for me to be happy and successful because it's untrue when i was bringing home twelve thousand eight hundred dollars a year i was happy i was absolutely yes, happy you were yes you were 
You know, I had more month than money and I laughed <laughs> a lot. I think I might have laugh laughed then more than I laugh now because when you own stuff, it owns you. I was, was going to say, how many houses do you even own now? Yeah, I can't even. Yeah, that's probably not it. <laughs> sure. The person who has too many shoes. Because <laughs> I was laughing about the person who bought our home. I mean, the person, we bought their home and I felt bad because we like stole it. I mean, I've been looking for five years and the house we bought, I said, honey, come with me to the golf course. We're going to do some vision board. Give me five hours. And we printed out pictures and we, he wrote, I mean, we did five hours together. Not two months later, after five years of looking, this house, and I actually ran back into the room and at the bottom of the paper wrote, I want rolling hills of grass. One of my friends actually snorted out of her mouth and said, good luck, uh, really, on the lake. And then I said, I want rolling hills of grass. And then I ran back and said, and I want to feel like I stole it. Sure enough. Feel like I stole it. I love it. I so did. Much. And you are, it is on the lake. I mean, it is on the lake. I do feel like I did feel like I still not anymore. I found out his company was bought. His company, Red Hat, was bought by IBM. He is now the president of IBM. I really don't feel bad. At all. I do not feel bad for Jim. He's living. And, and don't, just no, fine. don't don't feel bad for Teresa because the the <laughs> golf course she's referring to, she and her husband own. So life is life is good in the in South Haven, Michigan. And and you're so good, and you're so generous, and you're so you haven't changed an iota. You just you just haven't changed, Teresa. So again, I I just want to encourage our listeners to just just take one little thing away from this, right, is, is um, well, it's that wonderful Marianne Williamson quote, isn't it? Our deepest fear is not that we are powerless. Our deepest fear is that we are powerful beyond, beyond measure. It is our light, not our darkness, that most frightens us. And, and you talk so beautifully about that moment where all of a sudden, your light almost scared you into leaving, right? The talk. And then you said, oh my gosh, no, I really do have all this power because I've created such a, uh, you know. Chaos. <laughs> chaos, right. A, a, a crisis life, right? And, um, and now, and, and I can do, and you did, you turned it around. I mean, just one after another, you got great job, great job, great job, great job. And then chose to move your kids to Michigan. And it was, it was just, it was so glorious. And your, your, your kids are all amazing as well. I just, again, can go on and on and on about you, but maybe, maybe the last thing I'll share. And then I, I'd love you to catch people up on how they can connect with you now, because you have so many beautiful, um, again, a beautiful ministry of your own. And uh, as the first, not only coach of It's a Great, but the first master trainer of it, meaning she can train other trainers. So, so other than that, you again have taken uh, that, that vision board and, and uh, I want you to talk about that in a second. But, but my last story about Teresa is, um, that I was preparing a cruise. So a few years ago, people had always been saying, have a national convention because we have 2,800 uh, coaches of eight to grade around the world that coach in schools and businesses and community centers, et cetera. And, and I said, oh no, national convention sounds like way too much work. But one day somebody said, well then do it on a cruise ship. And I thought, oh, that, that works. You know, I just have to get on the boat and do a couple seminars here and there. And, uh, and really everything's taken care of for you, of you, 
let's see, care of for you. There we go on a cruise ship. So I said, but would anybody come? And it was, it was so magical, wasn't it? It was just magical. But somebody yeah. said, well, Mary Kay, you don't get any time to play because people are going to always be pestering you and wanting to talk to you. And I go, no, 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 no. They'll want to talk to me for the first hour or two, maybe the first meal. And then they'll discover Teresa they'll discover one of the most charismatic individuals on planet earth and they will all want to sit at her table. And I said, and I will get to bask in the glow of watching my, my little chicks. Right. <laughs> um, and, uh, and we, we were, it was, it was, it was everything. It was a glorious thing. Everything about that cruise was perfect. Um, including that last, um, that last evening in your suite where we were playing the piano and singing songs. Oh my <laughs> goodness. Over the deck onto the ocean. Amy and Dave at the piano yes. together. Yes. Oh my goodness. Okay, we, we, could, we could do this for a long time. <laughs> so, anyway, so tell them, Therese, how, um, what now? What now? What, how can people get in touch with you? Well, I, uh, my company name, I was walking out the door, I'll never forget in 1999, and because I had been trying to come up with a name. And I came up with Inner Prizes, and that's spelled I-N-N-E-R-P-R-I-Z-E-S. So the prizes from within. We have so much, you know, so much to be grateful for, and we have so much power, and I mean, if, every, if I could reach everybody who listens and let them understand and get them to understand how enough they really are. Yes. They're not lacking anything. Yes. There's nothing else they need. And that, you know, taking full responsibility might, you might be letting go of something, but it's kind of like that monkey that's stuck, captured with his hand in the empty shell to grab the orange slices, but in a fist, he can't pull it out. But if you will release the fist, release those few orange slices, you're free to go. So resist the fact that you've created this and move on to the fact that <laughs> there's a whole world of, if you're dreaming it, it's because there's never going to be anyone else out there, nor has there been anyone like you who can do it. And if you have the desire and the passion and the dream, please, stop living beneath your privilege and rise up and carry that um, on because we need you. The better you do, the better I do. That's just, that's just how it works. Woman, you are my dream come true. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I know you'll continue to share this light and legacy with uh, literally millions. I just know that I'm so excited for enterprises and uh, Teresa R. Getman is also on facebook and um yeah and we can also oh i wanted to send uh let everybody know about your youtube so we have a, i have a channel called mk8 to great so it's mk the number eight t-o-g-r-e-a-t is the youtube channel and you can find things like my ted talk and i think there's 90 different videos but there's also a phenomenal uh, uh, I don't know, four or five minutes is all segment by Teresa that I, I share more than anything else on that YouTube channel. It's just, it's wonderful where she talks about that thermostat and thermometer concepts. So uh, you can type in eight to great master trainer, Teresa, and that's Teresa without an H. So T-E-R-E-S-A. Again, it's eight to great, the number eight, eight to great master trainer, Teresa. 
and it will pop right up. And um, I just can't thank you enough, Therese. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I appreciate this. I will see you on our Coaches Facebook page, I'm sure, uh, over the next yes. few days. And we will be back next week with Highway 4, Feel All Your Feelings. And boy, COVID, Black Lives Matter, there's a bunch of stuff bringing up feelings right now, aren't there? So um, oh, nice. really, yeah, we, we look forward to uh, talking about how important that is and how uh, feeling your feelings is the opposite of a sign of weakness. It's actually uh, the source, the emotion. It's the energy in motion that fueled Martin Luther King, Mother Teresa, and so many other greats, and it can fuel us as well. So again, next week. Thank you again, Teresa. Love you. Thank you, MK. Love you. <laughs>